Hey everybody, it's John. Uh, just a reminder to go check out patreon.com slash steal the spear. The show is brought to you by you. And so every time uh, you send us a couple of bucks, we're able to buy some beer for our guests and send them out and bring some cool people in. So thanks for all of your support over the last six years of this show. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you and we're going to keep doing it because of you. So thanks again. Again, patreon.com slash steal the spear. And here come the cops. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall, just finishing up this triple from our last episode. So strap in, kids. <laughs> Everybody loves Randy Hall. Um, this will be fun. Triples. Plus, I feel like that little sugar cook kick the second beer on show one has usually pushes you right over the edge. So. Yeah, it's a little, little cornholio that's just kind of right. Yeah. All right. Um, Hi. So let's just jump right into Hi. who the accomplice is. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like we, we, are, we don't need our banter. Yeah. Let's just. Some, yeah. Nobody needs our banter. But there's something nice about, you know, as as we roll out, we've just talked about you going to a um, what do they call it again? A beer fest. You've a been to a beer fest. I was at a beer fest. I actually I actually had a dinner in a restaurant the other night that I didn't pick <gasps> and control. Wow. Like as, as we roll back out and old things feeling new again, feel wonderful. We have brought back our host for all of these shows when they used to happen in person and Becerra of Treadwell Park. <laughs> Beer director. So let's, GM. Let's just start. No, no, not GM. <laughs> super, Hi, super, ninja, super Ninja Chicharone. How are you? Well, wait it's a minute. Been a just long time. I miss Justin's, you guys. Justin's notes no say shit. that you're the GM. No. Bless their hearts. They have they have great GMs. They do an amazing job, but that is not a job that I. Uh, Anne that I is <laughs> the GM and beer director at Treadwell Park, where we right. used to record. That very, That's OK. Very we can make GM stand for something else. How about that? We'll call it a, you know, great give me a minute. motivator. Me a minute. I'll, I'll How about that? There yeah. we you go. are the you are the great motivator. You, you are, are the, the great motivator of Treadwell we'll Park. I, <laughs> I, ve- I very much miss seeing your face, but do you uh, know, I I. I Oh, cast drug passes on and and for, for background, Cass is at a wedding in North Carolina right now. He's had a margarita and six beers and is announcing oh. it on the wedding shuttle. And we're about to mute him because yes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's lost all control. He is. Well, good he's times. Ca- Wait, no, he gets margaritas and beers, and you have a triple. Hi, okay. and Brian. All right. I just want to say okay. it's up to you. And hey. we haven't seen you in 19 Fuck months, and doesn't this feel exactly the same? <laughs> it feels Something's like we have changed, not matured. It feels like we have not matured or gotten better at all. Well, I've so comforting being able to ask Anne, hey, Anne, what should I drink? Well, first right? of all, what are you drinking? What triple do you have? I'm jealous. Uh, Carmelit. Carmelit. Right on. And that then, was for uh, show two, show one. Got it. I like that you start the shows with the triples. Already, yeah. I'm a fan of everything. It's Justin, like very comforting to hear all this nonsense now, still going on. Have, I like it. 
do you have today's beers? Because the most ominous thing Kennedy has done. So, so obviously, when we when we were forced out of our regular Treadwell Park Monday, but you're welcome back, of, by the way. Just so you know, oh, we're open. You guys right. are open. You guys are good. Yeah, we yeah we've been since we've been allowed to. Okay. I haven't been to the city in I don't know. I went in for Jesse's anniversary at uh, Blind Tiger, and that's the mm-hmm. last time I drank in the city, and the first time in two years. I don't even go to the city for work anymore. It's all over. But anyway, so let, let me just say the most the most dreadful thing. So Kennedy's been mailing us these aluminum foil cans. I'm assuming you don't have them. But no, the, unfortunately, I don't. The most ominous and dastardly of all these moves in this whole 19 months you're part of, because the little aluminum foil wrapped can mark number four is about three and a half inches tall, <laughs> which which says to me it's going to be somewhere north of 28%. Oh, yeah. And I am terrified of can four. This is like this I, has got to be one of those cans that like we see on Alex Kidd's webpage. Like, yeah, this I'm is, quaking in my boots. Like, yeah, it's, this it's is so going to send me to Miracle and... World pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you let's know, get I wish more Anne. places did that. I wish more people did that because especially with even if it's just like a triple or like a big Imperial Stout or something, I love the eight ounce cans. I think yeah. they're great because especially you know, if you're home alone, you want to have a little nightcap, you want something, you might not want the whole thing. I kind of want that trend to progress a little bit more. Augie is like so it. confused by that statement, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. I, well, I dig it. If you're not <laughs> I, sure, I, I mean, definitely you know. have nightcaps out of 750s, Ed. Don't judge me. <laughs> no we judgment. Do. We do. We're trying our best, right? <laughs> but it's like, you know, that's something that I like, like which, because you can't open it and have a little save it. You know, it's one of those things that when you open it, you open it. And I end, feel like I end up losing um, a lot of really good beer if I just don't feel like having all of it, but I want some of it. So I kind of like that. Right on. I agree with you. Yeah. So why don't you give us, cause you know, for, you know, that for a while, our shtick was checking in with you on what was going on on the public side of things. And the times are so fucking weird these days. We haven't, but so one of the things you're in the state that makes you check vaccination cards, right? So just give us, give us like, yeah. since the last time we had a beer with you talk about like the highlights of the timeline of the evolution of where you've been since the last time we actually got to sit with you in person and drink beers. Yeah. I mean, listen, this, we all saw this industry got hit really hard, right? We all did. Everybody did. It got particularly hard in New York city. You know, hospitalities had a really difficult time. Now I feel like it's coming hard really, really nice to be back. I mean, people are out there ready to have fun. They're ready to enjoy each other. It feels almost like, Things are being appreciated in a whole new way. You know what I mean? So when you go to the bar, it's not just like, well, I might as well go to the bar. It's like we enjoy being at the bar. We appreciate being able to sit at the bar. Um, and when it comes to things like vaccinations, I mean, this to me is not even 1% political. I think it's silly to even put it out there as such. It's that we saw what happened when the pandemic hit. We don't want it to happen again. And we look out for each other. I think people are looking out for each other in terms of you know our guests um, the Upper East Side Treadwells sits amongst several hospitals. I mean, that neighborhood was pretty hit pretty hard. And, you know, staff, as you guys know, a lot of hospitality staff doesn't have the best health insurance, if, if at all. Um, you know, it's not an easy job during a pandemic. And we're yeah. really proud of our staff. We're really proud of everybody that came in, that stepped up, that showed up, that, you know, brought smiles to the neighborhoods. And I think the idea of doing something like vaccine, for whatever people want to say and want to think, does make people feel you know better to come in and be social and talk again and meet again and not be scared of each other. And if something that 
simple as, hey, can I just check your ID? You know, the way you would check an ID, yep. then whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I like you know, it. I like it. It's there. just, I'm in this weird little, very political section of Jersey where it's fraught with the the South Park, I know my rights, guys. And like, I just, for me, it seems so terrifying. I kind of at one point wish some rules like that would be made so things would get a little more clean cut for those who are being considerate. But I, yeah, I just, I, I'd also I, I be mean, terrified. What can I it. say? So I There's like a that, lot but of... I like that it hasn't really... Like, I like that you're not like, oh, it's the worst pain in the ass in the world, Augie. I like that you're no. like, it's no big deal. That's promising. I mean, if you go somewhere else and like if you're in Germany, you can drink at 18. You come to U.S., you drink at 21. What, are you going to freak out about it? Like, there's just certain things that I feel like. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, yeah, true. I agree. Drinking age should not when be When I was 21. 18, should be I was 18. curious about that. If you, you can sign up for the army, you can have a beer. But um, yeah, no, okay. but you know what I mean? I think like yeah, absolutely. it's kind of been, it, it's been told to it's been put this way, a certain way that it's political or whatever it is. But if you just look at it on a day-to-day -day basis, it's like, we all saw what happened. Let's just not let it happen again. We look out for each other. We move on and we like want to stay safe. We want to stay healthy. <laughs> we want to, you know, put this yeah. behind us and we want to keep it moving forward. And so I don't think it's, you know, people have options. We have great outdoor seating. We have great out, you know, like a lot of places in New York when we couldn't go indoors, set up their outside seating to be really nice and comfortable. So that's an option, you know, so it's like, uh, yeah, fine. that's actually, be outside that's thing, right on. That, that's another thing I want to check in on with you. Cause so, so Treadwell always had some outdoor space and it was on a pretty quiet block that it wouldn't hurt to shut down and make more outdoor space. So along the way from shutdown to reopen to rebirth to changing rules, yeah. what did you have to manage as I know you're not the GM fucking Kennedy, but let's just say <laughs> as the, as the, as one of the it's all good yeah yeah you know um, what i mean like al along the way what were like what were some of the scampers that you that you liked what were some of the scampers that you you know you the, may have you know the, the tough thing i think really was more of the gray areas right so it wasn't like every day we had a very set solid understanding of what was going on, what was allowed, what wasn't. It was kind of like you'd get more loose guidelines that you kind of have to interpret for yourself and be really cautious and make sure you were doing it right. But no one really kind of knew, you know, so there was a lot of that, like everyone trying their best to do the right thing and make and hoping that it was done right. <laughs> You know, in terms of like to go sales yeah. and like, you know, the, the rules and regs of like the new outdoor spaces. But it's nice that we were for both locations were given extra space um, that was extended. So now we have more outdoor dining than we did, which is great. Um, and then things like structures, you know, the rules of the structures would change. Um, we were allowed to do to go things like to go liquor, to go cocktails, things like that. And then pretty much overnight, it was like, not anymore, you know, so it's kind of like yeah. every day you're, you're reading these things and you're getting these emails and you're kind of like watching the speeches or the, you know, the conference, at, um, what do you call it? The, um, wow, I need a cup of coffee. The, <laughs> the press afternoon. conferences. Yeah. Thank you. The press conferences to see what the new, you know, outlines were going to be and then kind of scrambling to make it work and to make it make sense. And one of the things is like, I feel really proud of the industry is that in order, I feel like in order to be in hospitality, you have to kind of be really flexible and be ready to change on a dime. You know, anyone who's ever worked a single shift knows it can be really slow and you're kind of thinking it's going to be one way. And then, you know, a wedding lets out and 50 people come in, you switch on a dime and you're on it. Like, so I think that skill is pretty um, ingrained in most people in this restaurant industry to be able to just 
turn something on or change it up or switch it. And so that luckily having that training kind of think made it easier for a lot of people. But when it comes to like, do this by tomorrow or you're fined or do this by the next day, you know, very quickly, that was, I think, tough. And then of course, staffing, um, you know, that's probably one of the, I would say hardest parts for most restaurants and bars, if you ask is just the way staffing changed and the process of staffing changed. Um, I personally take offense to the, nobody wants to work narrative. I think that's just not the case at all. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of choices were made and I think a lot of you know, new directions were made, which is understandable. So again, we pivot, figure out a new way and make it work. Yeah. We had um, along the way, we had chief on as we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, re- I remember in the middle of it all, as things were first cracking back open, I remember chief saying, um, you know, one of those great chief, considered savings so it's like no we we want to be the safest place people can go to for our people have for our clientele and that's why we're and he listed a whole bunch of things and and that stuck with me as you know on top of all the things on top whatever the who wants to work who doesn't want to work mm-hmm. um it stuck with me as you you know i needed to ingrain that in all of my thinking on this because one of the things that does make people not want to work is not feeling safe, right? 100%, so, absolutely. So, so when Chief kind of said those words out loud into my ears, I was like, yes, and you must value that because, you know, whatever the conditions are, there are a bunch of people who are really spooked by this situation who, you know, you you can't take for granted that they see things in your view as this is okay because of these safeguards. Like, be as safe as can be so that people can be comfortable and that'll help. Right. Yeah. And being safe in in several different ways, being physically safe, being mentally safe. I think this, I mean, people were affected by this in so many ways. We just saw, um, you know, a tragedy happened within the New York city beer world in the last week or two. And, you know, people's mental states are in a really you know, scary place. And so there's yeah. a lot of these things, the way people reacted to this, to the isolation, to the, you know, uncertainty, like to all of these things. And then you're coming in and, you know, as much as we would love for every guest to come in and understand those things, you're coming in in a fragile state. You're hoping that your physical state is being protected. You might not have <laughs> insurance at all. And someone's going to come and scream and yell because like, you don't have mozzarella sticks or whatever. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there's so many things. There's so <laughs> many factors that could contribute to like what's going on here. Not to mention lower capacity, which obviously if you're working off tips, what does that mean when you can see 20% of the people, you know, like there's just right. so many factors went in to like getting us to where we are that if we can help make it safe for our guests, for our staff, for, you know, our employee, like for everybody. And that includes delivery drivers that include, I mean, there's so many people in this equation, right? Besides just guests and staff, you have whole, you know, teams of kitchen staff, you have delivery guys, you have people that are coming in, you know, to check and to clean the lines. You have people that are coming in to check on our, you know, CO2 delivery. Like there's just, it's such a people business. And so at every single level of that, you have to kind of look out and it's like, 
my God, <laughs> you know, and everyone's going through their own stuff right now. And I think since we've had so much time alone, like everybody knows how to make a drink. I'm sure at this point, my margaritas, if you know, are like eight fingers deep, <laughs> like, like we know how to make poor drinks. We're not really going out to the bar to like pay for a vodka soda or whatever anymore. Right. We're going out because right. we want that companionship. We want that camaraderie. So yeah, we have to, people have to feel safe. They have to feel comforted. They want to be happy. We want to celebrate that we can be here together. And I think like yeah. the ones who are able to do that, <laughs> let's cut them a break. You know, everyone's short staffed doing it, but let's do it with a smile on our face the best we can, because we've seen what the other like alternative is. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So let's stay a little on target here. John Hall with your terrible, terrible influence um let's talk about beer one what brings us together on steel this beer is a candid conversation of beer what it is not what we hoped it'd be um what it's do what it's doing not what we hoped it would do you know how it tastes in the glass not how long we wait online to get it um to facilitate this john and i drink blind out of black glasses um and Kennedy ships them to us in foil. And and you don't have these. So again, hey thieves, just for the heads up, you may remember that one of the other values and added to us, probably more than any other besides hospitality and a warm popcorn machine, was oh, um I missed the popcorn machine. Was that uh was that um was that when somebody wouldn't show, Kennedy would waver in and she'd educate us on all things pub culture. And right. here we are down a guest at and stepped in to save our bacon again. So I'm assuming you don't have the beers because of that. Yeah. Let's go with the yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. That's so we, can get, we can get through this. So we can get through quick. one easy. It's, it's a fucking Citra IPA that for some reason lands flat, dry and hollow in the middle. Moving on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll go a little bit deeper that like, <laughs> I'm sure that there's an IPA somewhere in here, but between apricot puree and mango puree and strawberry puree yeah. or whatever. Oh, else, no, I think none but, of that's there, John. No, I, I don't think, think it's pure, I, I, the purees are probably not there, but they are so overly fruity. And this has a thicker than average mouthfeel. Um, so, yeah, it feels super thick and it smells yeah. out. Oh, fuck, I dropped a coaster on my toe. Um, so it was feels... the coaster made of solid gold. I was kidding. <laughs> you got a problem with that? What are your coasters made out of? Are you still using platinum? Yeah. Are you still using platinum after Labor Day? I mean, the... <laughs> yeah, cork, cork, <laughs> the cork ones that I have don't uh, elicit the same response. So, uh, um, but no, it's, it's aggressively hoppy. It's, you know, it's well, here's got, the thing. So got a lot so of pounds per barrel and it's, yeah, it tastes, it tastes like a bunch of Citra and something else, maybe Eldorado. Um, and it tastes all hazy and sweet, but then my problem is where it finishes thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely strawberry seeds. But my problem is where it finishes. Cause it dries the fuck out and goes to like a, an almost quirky place for no reason. So I think they just like I hate to I mean I don't know what they were thinking but to me it feels like they were fucking around with their grist combination trying to haze up the look oh. and landed on a bad bad malt bill somewhere where they went with something non-fermentable that stayed kind of raw like as if they as if they bought that old myth of actually using flour sure you know what I mean? There's something I, I will kind say, of hollow and dry on the finish that tastes like raw starch. Yeah, for 
the mm. IPA drinkers that uh, really try to avoid bitterness, uh, this is one that people would like. Yeah, this like is there, super, there, super there, not bitter. Yeah, there's no, no discernible bitterness in this um but yeah the strawberry is really starting to grow on me i i was getting apricot and mango at the beginning um and that's dissipated a little bit but it's i still, like your strawberry note um, a lot yeah i mean it's just but it's like straw it, it's yeah it's strawberry seeds it's kind of fun um but that said uh, you know i just I, wish the tail followed the head yeah like it tastes like a fine hazy I, I still don't think because of the way it ends, I don't it think there's any fruit puree. Thick. It's funny. If there's actual, if there's actual fruit puree, I think it would hide whatever the thing that's bothering me on the finish is. I opened the can a few minutes ago and my wife just walked in the apartment and she goes, it smells like strawberries in here. Like, oh. Yay, John Hall, you <laughs> fucking genius. That's right. Um, what, what's, what do you think the ABV is? Just curious uh seven and yeah, a half i was, I was gonna say seven yeah so it's like a bigger yeah fuller if it's any more it's than just... eight i'm in a little bit of trouble with how much i've just had but like otherwise uh, <laughs> yeah let's make sure there's a back on the stool john yeah um easy um <laughs> where are you guys drinking this Oh, at some Hayes boy party, some Hayes boys yeah. running up to me and being like, yo, have you had this one yet? And I'm like, well, 7,000 times in the last six years, but let me try that one. Yeah, no, um, this, is, this is drinking. This is drinking this at the brewery. Um, uh, if Patrick the like, would not make this beer. It's, it, Can I ask you guys a question? I want to know yeah. something about how you feel. OK, so with something like this, and obviously I'm not drinking this exact one, so this could be not a good version. Oh, you've had it. Version, I'm whatever. almost sure you've had it. OK, so I've had <laughs> it. Great. But let me do you think that it's because it's presented to you as beer that you look at it one way? Whereas if it's substitute, because sometimes like if it's, if I'm in the mood for a beer of any kind, like I picture, I have my sort of quality standards, right? What I want it to be or what it could look like for the style. But if I was sitting somewhere and I wanted like, you know, a little strawberry margarita or like a little cocktail or maybe like a sip of a rosé or something in that vein and had a smaller glass, maybe a little dessert with it or something and have it poured and served differently than I would have a beer, I like it better. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know if it's the perception it. or if no, it's think, what I'm think, in the I mood think, for. I think context would be great. Like, if, yeah. if this was part of a, a beer dinner, if this was, right, you know, we, we were sitting around and like the mood, like we were talking about, you know, strata or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, how, and like a five and ounce pour in a wine glass and you're just kind of sipping at the end of the night. You've been thirsty, you've been talking. Like, there's something to those yeah. kind of like if situations. context to it, yeah. Yeah, and styles like this don't bother me. If you're just if like at a bar and there's a pint glass or like even just a little tulip and I'm kind of in the mood to have a really good beer, this would not be something from your, based on what you're saying, that I would be in the mood for at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid... Our words might have misled you. Just to be clear, and I think I'm drinking somebody's copy of another half beer. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I think this yeah. is somebody's yeah. Citra Mosaic, Citra Eldorado, Citra. I don't know. It's orangey, right? So what's orangey? Maybe Citra Galaxy. Maybe Citra Cashmere. Maybe Citra Idaho Seven. But maybe all of them. But it you know it's it's not even that complex. Maybe so many um, pounds. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel no, this, like so, this, so here's this my is problem a, with, here's my problem with the, but here's my problem with your query 
um, is I feel like the only time I would drink this beer would be surrounded by other beers just exactly like it. I feel like I walk into this brewery, they have 12 taps, they have six of this beer, and then they have a Saison, a Stout, the other six things they need to have so they don't have just hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. And this is one of, like, at the end of the day, I, I think I'd have trouble remembering what this one was, except for the note on the end that makes it finish kind of raw and awkward. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it just doesn't all tie to like, it, it seems to want to be just the fun parts of hops. Like guys <laughs> like other half and Trillium are so good at, right? Like just the good time part of this smells just like strawberry. And we made it completely with citra and malt and maybe some lactose and what a job we did. And then all of a sudden this one just lands on this, like I said, it feels like raw starch or like when you accidentally leave the thread on a banana and there's that part next to the banana. You know what I mean? You get that like dry feeling. I want to know feeling. what it is. Now I want to know what it is. All right. Well, all right. We've done Kennedy, it. Yeah. What, what are we doing? So this is from Drownlands Brewing. It's called Willow. And the reason I picked it is it's a fooder fermented uh, double IPA. Um, I thought the, the fooder would add some kind Double of double IPA. Uh, well, what it added was wood tannin that made all the sweetness dry out and get fucking weird, like spackle on me. <laughs> exactly. Why eight, would you do that? Eight eight point one percent ABV. Yeah, citra and cascade, and then double dry hopped with cashmere and citra. Fucking cashmere. nailed it. <laughs> fucking nailed cashmere. it. Cashmere. Granted, I have not I said, had that I, beer, Granted, I said every hop, but cashmere was one of them. <laughs> I don't, I don't and that, i'm but. taking it uh, i took i said all dozen hops you can make this beer with so i win all of the sea hops <laughs> yeah that's all of the sea hops uh, that are you know the- hey by the way this came up the other day you were asking me for the boat hop bill you know I, that citra isn't when we talk about the sea hops we're talking about the sea hops that existed pre-citra Yes. Yeah. I'm, so I'm it's well not aware. every hop that begins with C. I'm well when aware. I say, okay, I'm just making sure because when I say the C hops plus Citra, and you look at me like I'm an idiot, I'm like yeah. Citra isn't a C hop. No, I. All right. Is cashmere a C hop? Well, cashmere is definitely not a C hop. It's a very it's a, it's excellent a modern. Zeppelin it's a big C hop. Yeah. It's a very. Is it funny Zeppelin. that like whenever I see a description with like the C hops, I'm like, yes, yes, give it to me. That's all I want. Like it <laughs> feels like I have no. to like claw yes. and fight my way into something no, but it's, that even it's has becoming those a generational thing yeah all right take it easy we're not going generation whoa dude yeah see yourself out i'll call you on the next episode fuck me dude no wow. but i know what you mean. hey old lady you like that cascade <laughs> not what i said <laughs> not what i said let's talk about the ibu race grandma the funny thing is i don't even care i'm like cool like if that's what I, if that's where i land right now i'm fine because that was good i like yeah, i just made i just made a yeah. beer because we just made a beer. west coast we just want west coast ipas that's i just made a beer in house good. called yes comfortably bitter I just made a beer in house called Comfortably Bitter with Chico and Crystal 60 and Simcoe and Cascade. And it's like 75 IBU. And even I, who made it because I wanted it, need like a full five or six sip palate shift back to the old days because of the amount of beers like this I've been drinking. So we love these guys. I'm really glad that we we can bring it back to your brewery. So that's good. Thanks, buddy. I'm here for you. But what I'm saying is even I, I like, I was like, let's set 75 IBUs. It'll be great. It came out. I was like, fuck, I haven't drank 75 IBUs in five years. Um, But let's, so we love Drownlands. 
course, we've yeah. had a million of their beers and liked them. And I they've been on the show. Yeah, you know, too mean to this one, but get them on so I can ask them why the fuck they food or age this. Like, now they were on. Were they the answer is the probably just going to be why not, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I can tell you why could. not. It ended on the banana thread note, which is the wood. Like I, it never occurred to me somebody would wood age this, but now it totally makes sense that that is oak tannin that I'm landing on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it hurt this beer. That's why I was curious about it. That's why I picked it. So all right. Well, well, right. well, well, good done. job. I hope Thanks. I satisfied your curiosity. Let's pour <laughs> this. Let's pour the scariest can I've ever seen in my are you, house. Are you, are, you, are you drinking with this? <laughs> are you drinking with us, Justin? I took a sip of that last one. I don't have the third one because they didn't have um, the fourth one. You mean the fourth one? Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Um, you guys are alone on that one. Yeah. So it's rare. You know what I can promise you? Is it's it's him trying to get us in more fights with our wives after oh, the yeah. show on this a Saturday is... afternoon? Like I, this yeah, kid, no, I'm I'm gonna... afraid to even pour it. No, I've uh, already but... had some sips, and yeah, I'm gonna go fight the neighbors. So, and down <laughs> in your neighborhood, uh, it's mm-hmm. Treadwell South, our Treadwell, what you like okay. to think of fondly as John and Augie's Treadwell. Yes. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's in one, all the brochures. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my problems on nights out in town, um, those couple of times I've gone is only certain places have reopened. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite parts about drinking in the city used to be there was the place for every, literally every mood. Yeah. And the right crowd at the right place. And if you knew your shit and you knew where you're going, even if you want a craft beer, you could pick the, part of the craft beer crowd and the part of the craft beer menu you were looking to evolve yourself with. And these days more types are, are spread into these places because fewer places are open. So down in your neighborhood, which was thin to begin with on awesome bars, are you guys the only one open? Like how is that going? Are there other places? Uh -uh. Yeah, there's places Uh around. I mean, like people are slowly opening back up and I think it's obviously not to the level where it was because I think there's a lot of places that are kind of in the middle that were just able to survive on volume, not necessarily beer bars, but just, you know, like a random restaurant, you know, just like places that were just been there for a long time. And there was such volume down there because of all the offices yeah. and, you know, because Wall Street was deemed Wall essential, Street's there. Right? Was packed, so they never, right? so, they never <laughs> correct. So they were like, well, they, a lot of that's in-house. I mean, like we're from working from home. So I mean, we don't have that kind of volume to sustain every single restaurant that's been down there. Yeah. So I think the ones that really opened up are ones that have relationships with the neighborhood and with the people who live there and the people who, cool. you know, haven't yeah. left. So that's where you see people kind of coming out and wanting again, that comfort and knowing that like, I can go downstairs to my local and get a really good like, drink or get a friendly hello. Um, we'll so see like for Gion and you are okay, but everybody else is just gone. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think it all depends on why you're there, right? If you're there because of the overflow of volume from the people working only, it might gotcha. have been a tougher reentry. If you're there because you know the neighbors, you know the people who live in those buildings, the people who are there are part of your, you know, part of your regulars. Then you know they were excited to have everybody back, and then we never closed, even when we had to, uh, when we couldn't host guests, we still did to go stuff. We still. You know, our chefs were amazing. They were feeding, you know, frontline workers. And like, we kind of kept the energy going. And then as soon as we were able to do outdoor, we did outdoor. As soon as we were able to do, you know, 20% yeah. indoor, we did it. So it was like, you know, making sure that the neighborhoods knew we're going to be here as much as we can. And so some people did that and went that way. And some people were like, see you later. We'll 
we'll come back when we can. And some people wanted to come back. They just couldn't again, staffing and, and the, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes elements that made it really difficult to stay yeah. open. And you guys know Manhattan rents, forget it, right? Like well, the costs to run these businesses are insane. And if you had a landlord that wasn't trying to help for, I mean, my God. Absolutely. It's, it's you, you know, it's funny though. So let's, let's, um, let's jokingly try to contextualize it in terms of popcorn though. I saw a recent, <laughs> I saw a recent kind of interesting, cause you know, I'm always interested when somebody makes a clearer point. Right. Like I'm always trying to make clear points and all I do is obfuscate conversation because I can't figure my way through it. But this guy was like, look, let me tell it to you this way. The oil I fry my wings in went from 26 to 42 to 96 dollars, a five gallon bucket in the last 365 days. Yeah. And that's the that's the part that just, you know, what I mean, like like. Even yeah. when I, who know how to cost out a dinner, I never factor in fucking fry oil, right? So, so I was like, "Oh fuck, there you go. That's that's a good yeah. example of what's going on." Um, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like things as silly as the popcorn machine. Are, are do you still do it for all services? Is it more yeah. or less? Or you know what I mean? Like, like how does it we play? Because right yeah, now we do. you got to be so careful. Yeah. We do. And and like, we are I think he's up. just trying to ask if popcorn prices have gone through the roof. I know what you well, mean. Well, popcorn no, oil, John. I'm all about popcorn <laughs> oil. Yeah, yeah, but the kernels is where they get you. It's now 19 anyway. cents a kernel. But you know what I mean? Something is, something is thrown away <laughs> and inconsequential as it's one of those mm-hmm. bars that has a popcorn machine. How has it slid over this period for you? And if it hasn't, that's fine. I'm just looking for one of these kind of trait nobody thinks about it examples right i can talk about aluminum cans and all that shit but i'm wondering about something as that even somebody who cares like you and me neglect like fucking they give away popcorn how is that slid on you if at all yeah no that's i mean well i even like the fact that he said that because it just goes to show how many little things build up so it's not just that but you think about you know, <laughs> the pieces like who make the parts for like Sankey's or like an additional little thing, like when our, you know, beer lines go down or like the, the actual truck drivers that would come and refill the CO2 tanks, you know, they're supposed to come this day and then they come the next day because they're short staffed. Like there's so many little elements that can affect everything, <laughs> you know, like from yeah, like yeah. the cost to like not being able to get deliveries to not being able to get certain parts or things to fix when the kitchen, something in the kitchen breaks, you know, it's like, you can't get the parts. You can't get them delivered. Like it's just, there's so many things that go into this like whole chain and cost is one of them. We we're still doing things like popcorn, you know, things that make people really happy. We kind of look at the whole picture and try to say, where can we bend and what can we do and how can we keep this going? Um, but that's something so small that no one thinks about makes such a big difference. Yeah, it can make a difference. And we, at the same time, we're trying to keep it where we know people are struggling financially to some extent too. So we don't want to, you know, it's not just about, well, raise prices. Like, it's like, no, (laughs) like, how can we do this? How can we get rid of some of the higher cost items? Maybe we play with our menu, which we've done. We play with our food menu, which we've done. What's selling? What's to pay close attention to things that are moving. If we're going to bring in more expensive beers, are they the ones that can age comfortably? You know, we're not, I have, you guys know me, I have 20 lines, three are IPAs, right? So it's not like I have all these unshelf stable things coming in if we're going to do it, right. but you know, I have to think about what can stay and what can last and what can make sense. And it's just like, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And, and so, so the are you so so Uh-oh. one of the car what happened? I don't um, know. You, something changed. You're just you're still with us. Just keep going. Do you have me? Okay. Do you have me? Sorry. I think I tugged my cord. I was so excited. But one of the things that changed, you can hear me, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So you're on your what you're not in, on your mic, but you're on your phone or whatever. It's fine. No, just I'm good going. now, right? I should yeah, be better now, now you're better. All right, good. So one of the things that screwed Roll us in the middle of, middle of all this, um, and which I'm sure you have a, a correlated story to, was, you know, a lot of we try to mix all our stuff, right ingredient for right product. So for some of our beers, that is Weyermann malt from Germany. And we buy like a whole container at a time and ship it over. And that's our malt. And around the time of the Suez Canal part of all this silliness, they couldn't find a boat to put the malt on. Like they had the malt mm-hmm. on the dock, on the thing. And like, we want to send you your malt, Augie. And I'm like, I would really like to get my malt, guys. They're like, we can't <laughs> find a fucking boat for nine weeks. And yeah. I, the minute the minute you said our list, and you know I only have a couple IPAs, but what you do have is a ton of fucking German kegs. Did that fuck you up at all? Like, were you, was it like, oh, guess what, guys? Nothing from Germany for these eight weeks this summer. Figure it out. Uh, we had not specifically that. I think, you know, just probably by chance of the way our suppliers work and they had whatever, but, um, but there's a lot of them that did get stuck at customs. You know, we couldn't get some beers from Japan for a while. We couldn't get that. Like there's, there's been stuff like that where it's been kind of stuck at the border, unable to get through, or they couldn't get their deliveries. I mean, it's all kind of daily. We just watch it and we play and then they'll say, we're getting a shipment in. Do you want, how many do you want? I'm like, take them. I'll take them. You know, we're kind of like <laughs> that. <laughs> so it's, I like yeah. It. Just, I've got yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like POS, something as silly as POS, like, which is not a big deal to us, but people seem to love it. You know, like getting Oktoberfest decorations in, you know, it was only whatever, right. something like that. It's like, oh, we're not doing that this year. We don't even know who's participating this year. It's like, there's just. Right. A lot of up in the air, but I don't, the thing is to think about these things as in any way other than grateful we can even do anything seems so silly to me. Cause like, what, what did we do last year? Nothing. <laughs> we couldn't yeah. even be open. And like, there is just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm looking at everything so different. Like I yeah, look at it so differently. I think everything is exciting. <laughs> if we're able to get four beers on tap. Great. We'll serve those with a smile. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm getting so, I'm getting so punch shy where I try to get enthusiastic about things like you clearly are still getting enthusiastic about and God love you for it, but it's like, okay, we'll do it. And then find out you can't get pretzel salt. Once you've bought pretzel flour, then pretzel, we do everything spice mix, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> but do you know, you know what, what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. I do, but, but you know I, I, mean? just like, I, keep, I keep getting gut punches like that. Like, fuck. Yeah, but is that a gut salt? punch? It's like we lost 700,000 freaking people. Is it salt <laughs> yeah. a gut punch? It's not for me. <laughs> not you to be an I, mean. I get it. No, no but I'm saying, right. like, I, I'm, I'm dead 100% serious. I'm 100% serious. And I think that's where I'm coming from. And that genuinely has not left because. You know, when we were all stuck at home or we were we were lucky to have a home. Right. So it's like yep. there's ways to look at it. And I think it's just it's been so humbling. And it's been one of those things that like and I was like, I'm a very Virgo type A when it comes to things. And it's sometimes <laughs> hard for me to like even things like misspellings. And that happens. And I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, like I see it. I'm like, does everyone else see it? No one else sees it. Ah. That kind of <laughs> thing has really had to take a back seat. And, you know, if people are coming in, we don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know what they've gone through. If we can give someone a comfortable place to come in, have a beer, chat and kind of get something off their chest. Like, that's what I care. 
So all of these things will that. come back, but that's that where is... it's coming from first and foremost. <laughs> well, thank you. Goodness, and you're a ray of sunshine. Everybody, everybody put, <laughs> I put mean your it. hat on. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's what it is very fair and good perspective. But I really missed you. All right. We got to talk about beer, too. And here's the fucking problem. I Woo! really like beer, too. Oh, yeah. Beer, too, makes me happy. It is. It is um, burnt sugar. And yeah, but it's still got that austerity. So and, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. J- Justin's obfuscation of this can can only give me so many thoughts because it really is a three and a half inch tall can. Like it's it's shorter than a two by four. Um sideways not lengthwise um but so like you said at the top it's got me in the mind of those things i always see alex kid drinking that i want to check out because alex gets so enthusiastic about them so that's where my approach to this beer starts but in my head it's so much more old world than that right if this is what that little can he's always putting up tastes like no wonder he's so fucking excited but in my head that's not what that can tastes like this can has all the burnt sugar, all the pretty warm alcohol, not too flabby. There's an austerity. There's a little fucking scorch to the malt to keep everything in line. It's it's like fun fucking British barley wine, but in a fucking can, I think, comes from Chicago. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for sending that delicious. Good job, Justin. <laughs> Good job, Justin. Sorry, in fairness, Justin. Well, we're not going to. Yeah, I won't go down. So there's. And the next steal the spear t-shirt says fucking Justin. Kennedy, <laughs> <laughs> my man. Um, <laughs> there is. So all of the burnt sugars, everything that you're saying, there's something. There's something super clean about it. There's something super like, like somebody wet hopped a barley one, right? There's yeah, something, but and there's... I don't get any hop character, but there's like this astringent finish to it where it's like, okay, all that sweetness did its thing. And now it's gone and you're ready to fucking talk again. Like, all right, hear, hear me out on this. Maybe burning leaves in early November. Nah. Okay. Nah. It's uh smoke. Jump? I know what you're saying. Mm. I know what you're saying. No, 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 no. It's not saying. smoke. It's an earthiness. It is a decaying earthiness that is somehow pleasing to the senses and when it gets when you're burning leaves in early November, like it has that richness to it. And there's something yeah, I, I know what you're saying. There's but the something in it, here. Yeah. But it's something you're like, you're like Hallmark carding to burning leaves, not anything that has anything to do with burning leaves. I, I no, you know what I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to be romantic with it. Like that's where you are. You are. The romance can't be. I'm, I'm, in I'm, your heart. I'm not. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um no it's it, it th- that's that's that faint note there's like this slightly phenolic thing in the background but it's not smoke and if you insist really i will nice... try it a seventh time just okay. to check that's fine <laughs> for science fifth t- yeah for science for the fifth science. time then that means you only have one step left uh you know what's funny thing. is some somebody wisely put this in a tiny can to keep me from fighting with my wife in half an hour and I'm really wishing it was in a stovepipe. No, see, this, this is, yeah, I no. want to drink this for the next four no, hours. No, this is, this I think is one of those ones where Anne was saying earlier, where if we just got a five ounce pour of it or something in the right circumstances, this is, this is that beer. Like this is, I don't want any more from this because oh, I love any this. more than what but I want to go buy the what's food this makes me want to buy. 
I'm going to start to forget or lose why this beer is so special. But in a oh. small format like this, like this is just crystallized uh, in the all 20 I'm or so minutes that it's going to take. Six. Yeah, all I'm going to do is open the other six. If this, this comes in a six small. pack and not a 15 pack, then somebody in the marketing yeah, department this needs is doing to come it wrong. In a- in a 60 rack, right? Because two of these fits where 30 would. Who is it, Justin, that did the the 100 pack? Somebody in Texas, because everything's big it, in Texas. It was it was Austin Beer Works? Told oh, you. that's right. It was Austin Beer Works. Yeah. yeah. Everything's um, big in Texas. Um, I, I want a small pour of this in the middle of the afternoon and not knowing where the rest of the day is going to go, but I want this beer where mm. I'm lucid and feeling good and enjoying it and just having a quiet moment with it. And then, you know, either going one way or, or the other, but I, I, I'm thoroughly let, enjoying last, like where this is. My last scoop full of praise on this beer is that since you told me to go back into it, I poured a little more of my glass. And I just started walking around the house, swirling it and smelling it like a wine. And at this point, I'm pretty confident this is somebody's barley wine. But it's one of those things that I love most in wines, where it's as fun to walk around and smell while you talk as it is to drink it. You know what I mean? Like that little tiny bit splashing around the bottom of the glass just keeps revealing more and more like dark black fruit like currants and blackberries and fucking you know what i mean like yeah there's raisin in here there's also that's what got me into beer though that's it's so funny it's like i feel like that's those qualities that you're saying is what i feel like about so many things that i love about beer and they just it's hard to find those styles i put on the first barley wine the first time in like a year and a half because there have been none in any inventory ever yeah. But you know what I mean about barley? Like you like miss that. those. Like I don't see it, and we want it. That's one of the best things about the good beer. Th- it's just hard to find. But that, the but good thing about this one though culture. is that it's not boozy and it's not adjuncted and it's not no no right. no no no. No, no is, and that's the thing. And th- this is like that the style has five. kind of gotten away from. Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you, you remember John Barleycorn? Do either of you remember that Mad River barley wine? John Barleycorn from Mad River. That was my absolute favorite. Like that's one of those things that I would like. I would wait in line if somebody had one of those again. Who is that? Who is that Vermont brewery that used to do like Vermonster and all of those other good barley wines? Because that was that first one. Was that Lost Uh, Art or Rock Art or? No, wasn't that? um, Oh God, they did a great eight or two. Yeah, but they but they all came in twenty two ounces. Yeah. Justin, Here's the thing, though, like this is about? whoever this is, is going to end up being like my favorite of Dundee or Lee's or whatever. Like, you know how I always think I like those treacly ones better. This kind of the austerity of this, the fact that it's sh- so here's the thing. And I think you touched on it, John. I definitely think you talked about it. But there's this part of like the word, the the moniker barley wine has kind of made people think strong instead of thinking complex. You know what I mean? And, and then every now and then we come across one of these British barley wines or some Americans British barley wine where the more you swirl it and the more you smell it, the more it gives you on the nose and palate like a wine. And I'm like, that's what barley wine should be. It shouldn't be. Oh, it's 14 percent. It's wine you, level th- beer. Do you think this is sub 10? No, this is maybe maybe nine, but I feel like it's right around 11. OK. Because I'm I'm because I'm searching for now that like we've been talking about barley wines, I'm searching for 
you know that 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 I'm almost that sure it's whatever the VSOJ nasal, is. And I'm just like not. I don't know what VSOJ is, but the can has me convinced I'm drinking Alex Kidd's favorite barley wine. And if so, good on Kidd. That, I know he's that's got revolution, a good right? Yeah, that's I think I don't know. They, they actually it. make some, the best. That's that's some of my favorite modern barley wines. All and strong ales come from Revolution. I'm blown away by how well they do. Now, can you get these in? Because I've never had them. Kids always drinking them. I'm always a little pissed off about it because I've never tried them. But the Revolution ones, yeah. Are you talking about? Augie, yeah, you yeah. just need to come north of the Raritan. I'll open up my cellar for you. Is that what it is? Because because yeah. every time I see kid drink one and laud it, I'm like, God damn it, I gotta try that that beer. Well, I did an article years back with for Serious Eats about like strong ales and I think it was like barrel aged, not uh, sours. And so I just got a ton of different options from Revolution, and I'm telling you, they would do things like rum barrel aged barley wine, fourteen percent things that could so easily go the cloying sticky you know sugary way and they would just nail it and i mean i couldn't believe how many variations how many different and this is a a few years ago i mean you know yeah Yeah. who knows now but i mean i couldn't believe how well it was done how well it was balanced how beautiful that's kind of how i feel with like knee deep double ipas like i'm like how did they they do them so well and it could so easily go one way or the other like wait knee deep now or knee deep five years ago um Two at least two years ago. Okay. <laughs> Again, everything I'm saying is basically pre-COVID because now it's just a, yeah. Um, yeah. but I haven't tried. I haven't had anything recently, from but... them in, in, in quite some time. And who, it, it, who is their brewer there? It's like Jeremy Warren. I don't know. Now at this point, I don't know. But like yeah. I would say, anything two years previous, just before COVID. But I just mean the idea that they're able to do an eleven percent triple IPA and do it so well is kind of how I feel with like revolution doing barley wines and barrel age funky stuff. It's like, it's still balanced. It's complex. It's delicious. And then you try something else and you're like, ah, come on. <laughs> well, here, well here's, what, here's what I, here's what I've decided when we get drowned lands on. So I can ask them again. why they put a hazy double IPA again to a fooder. Yeah. yeah. Well, we get them back on and right. I can ask them why they put a double, a hazy double IPA into a fooder. First, I want to know if, if it did what they thought it did, or if they were like, ah, it was an experiment. And but then I want to convince her to put whatever this beer is in that fooder. Like, this is good use of wood. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. All right. All right. Somebody's Justin. making noise. That means we got to tie this up. What the fuck are we drinking, Justin Kennedy? It is JW Lee's Harvest Ale. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Again, this is one of the beers that. Bob Sylvester was kind of bitching about last episode because uh, it's canned. Yeah, because be united. Oh, it's it's just a be united. Yeah, <laughs> Justin's on a kick these days. Justin is doing the official uh, autobiography yeah, of of be united. Yeah, of so Bernard wait, United. Wait, 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 I've got it open. It says 2020 on it. Uh, probably. What does it yeah. say under the hops? Two or two. You guys gonna tell me? So this is last year's harvest ale. What is Autumn Limited Edition? I know JW. This fully fermented robust ale has been but brewed is this as a, a celebration one, of the brewer's arts redacted. Shut up, it shut up, be, shut up. That's yeah. all bullshit. But what is um brewed at redacted? So clearly this is all fucking not true. Um, but is it a barley wine? And are they wet hopping it? Is that what it is? Is that what makes it harvest ale? Justin, you better know these answers. 11.5 ABV, by the way. Nailed so, that. Oh yeah. yeah, you sure did. Woo. And if it's wet hopped, I think I said that. I don't, I don't know think if it is. I don't think it's wet hopped. 
what makes it harvest then? Yeah, what makes it harvest? Yeah, and it's got these these classic sort of Darwin-esque drawings of hop cones and hop vines on the. uh, Yeah, I think it's a wet. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I love the way it smells. I don't know. Oh, I love smelling. Get Alex Kid on the phone. But wait, now what? Hold on. Let me ask you this. The J.W. Lee's I've liked on the show in the past that is way more brown sugar and port instead of sherry and whatever. Yeah, that's not this beer. Harvest is a different beer. Or am I thinking of this beer and I just don't know it in a can be united format? So, Augie, hold on a second. It it doesn't yeah. say fresh hop, but it's, it says it's brewed with the first hops to be harvested. Yeah, that's I'm I'm looking at at beer advocate as well right now. It's yeah. brewed once a year, with, brewed with the first hops to be harvested, and then we add the very finest British malt. Each vintage brings different flavors with a U. Wait, they uh, hop which, first and malt later? Nobody I can don't, do that. I don't. That's know, not man. how shit works. It's, I don't well, know. That it's... Uh, don't question. I don't the think English. they mean it in like the terms of like yeah, that's process. A, that's I think it's like of operation. End addition. We also <laughs> use this. Yeah. Hey, Augie Carton. And we can both agree that's putting subtraction before division, right? Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> Augie Carton. The brackets. Well, the brackets. Have you first. tried it? Have you tried it? Tried what? Strike, strike. Yes, absolutely. It's that's what it's what it really is. Is the um doing the the dip hopping, right? The strike watering. I am super excited it's, about it's your a Sapporo, new release. It's a Sapporo of this. trick. Yeah. It's a Sapporo yeah. trick where you put the, the hops in the cone and hit them with strike water before you ever brew to blow dip off hopping. some bitterness. It's called yeah. dip hopping. You taught dip me hopping. about it. I did teach you about it. So there you um, go. That's hops first. Maybe that's there you go. Doing. That's dip hop, yeah. dip hop, barley wine. But this we could are. be a fresh hopped whatever. Which so. marshmallow would you put in it, Bob Olson? <laughs> oh, it's well, goddamn it. Really, of course. You, you know what I lost here, though? Was the whole time I was tasting this beer and getting more and more excited about it, I was believing it was an Alex Kidd beer, and it turns out it's just J.W. Lee's, which we all know I love. I, I think it is. I, I, th- I, I think Alex. I, I think discovery. Alex gets excited about this type of beer. No, no, I, I mean know. that Alex doesn't listen to the show, so he doesn't fucking I mean that, care. But no, like, but yeah. I mean that little can of beer he drinks. He puts it up on the web every time he gets one. He yeah. loves that little it's can the of beer. One, yeah. Oh, the rev can. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just assume well, that's next time drinking. I see you guys in person, I'm going to bring I have a 21 year old finally able to drink Harvestdale. <laughs> I have so many of these like really? things that. Yeah, no. we should oh, from 20, 2001. We should definitely try this. This is a good. Well, if you're comfortable try. with letting us in the bar, I would. Of course, back, I would come back into the bar just to do some episodes. Yeah. 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 You guys have. We have but you'd have to we be just, our guest again. You'd have to yeah, be our guest again because it would feel. You know what we just added? So, so we just added now. some skee-ball. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. and popcorn. Time, you'll never get rid of us. Yeah. You'll never yeah. get rid of us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna be Cass, good. Cass, come back here. Like, yeah, like, get away <laughs> you know from the, the ski ball. The guys you know in the, the first brothers are really waiting their turn. They've put their quarters down. <laughs> you know the best part is I have a ski ball champion t-shirt. I won once. <laughs> once. I'm wearing it. You're just you're I'm wearing you're, it. Yeah, you're channeling have, your inner is, uh, Piscopo, which is good. I have uh, a I have a Jack's Ribbon Ale Ski Ball Champion T-shirt. Cool. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna keep fucking drinking this beer. I guess we all should right. thank Anne, and then we you should know, thank Anne. We're not gonna besides just besides think about thanking her, but like, I didn't want to gonna... let her go. I wanted to keep recording. Like, there's no reason for me to stop, <laughs> except that we're I think we're over an hour. Yeah, we time. are. But um, but I got to tell you, it's it's 
no doubt that your perspective is always welcome, but a little bit refreshing as I bitch about pretzel salt and you remind <laughs> me that the world is going through a pandemic. So thank you again for, for keeping me where I belong. I really appreciate it. You've always been a wonderful guest and friend to us. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank um, you. It was nice to chat I, with you and see you soon, hopefully in person. Yeah, I think yeah, we do we it in person. You, Do some yeah. fun I stuff. Think we, I think we can get away with it. We're all vaccinated. You're clearly vaccinated. Let's figure out yeah. a way to hide in our in our usual corner and do some old school episodes and and maybe I'll Popcorn bring Popcorn is on me, okay? You know Popcorn. what's funny is I just I just made a beer and that I added diacetyl to so I can bring Check. it for John and you can start popping corn right as he smells it and we will win the fuckery contest of the year. Um, <laughs> no, wait till right. you bring me that West Coast. That's what I want. You know, I get these emails. Okay. I will bring them. like, John, why do you keep doing the show? And I'm like, I really don't know. I just <laughs> You know why, John? Why? Because we love you. Oh. Uh... Oh, weird way of showing it. I know. And we love you, too. Justin, you I'm still not sure about. Hey, wait, do the, do the really part where quick, you tell them how to get really it. Oh, quick, wait, we have a letter. Read a letter. Really we quick. A letter. Really fast. All right. This one's directed at Hall. Oh, all right. This will be fast. This will be easy. Right. Uh, Niles Rattle says, hey, Hi, Niles. my man, please ask Hall what the snack talk looks like now that this week in Ralph Beer has surpassed 1000 members and defend Pilsner. It's still only around 130. Cheers. Um, the 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 smack talk is that Rauk beers uh, are on the rise, and everybody fully understands uh, that this week in Rauk beer uh, didn't go up against any uh, registered trademarks. So, um, I mean, that's really that's really sort of it. So, um, fuck you, Sapporo. Hey, can I add it to this? I have Rauk beer on draft at both locations in case anyone fancies a Schlenker La Urbach. Just saying. Yeah, we all do. Um, God, we don't even need you. to break beers. She's got a 25 year old JW Lee for us and fucking Rauk and Rauk beer. We can, um, we can do an all letter episode. Listen, listen, all we need to do is uh, we we love Pilsner and we're going to defend Pilsner until the end of the day. Uh, we might just not use the word defend going forward because, you know, why not? Fuck you, Sapporo. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, Rauk beer, man, I, I, I love seeing all of these articles that are coming out from other places right now. If like Rauk beer is on the rise and I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, because, you're welcome. Yeah, because we Cause love it and it's pretty great. And, and like. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. And um, and Baroque down in Nashville and, you know, Yazoo's doing some cool stuff. And, you know, you you have yours and Olsen has his. And yeah, there's Wait, some, Olsen there's some, does a smoke beer. I'm sure did, that there's I thought some, we landed yeah. on that being a Belgian triple that yeah. had gone wrong. Yeah, I think he calls it like <laughs> cow pie or so. I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's none of it's good. Moon tea, um, moon tea, moon, moon tea. Um, moon tea. But yeah, no, Rauk beer is. Uh, yeah, it, it's all good. on the up. Thank you, Niles, for for asking the question on this show and not, you know, the other show like where we <laughs> Well, either either way, either way, I, next time I see Crouch, I'll point it out for Niles and get you a better answer. OK. Um, all right. So, Justin, tell them how to write us letters like Niles. Tell them how to send us money like all the good people listening right now. You can so, um, tell them how to five star review us. Yes, and tell them how to visit Ann at Treadwell. <laughs> Still this beer podcast at gmail.com. If you want to write us a letter, you can go to stillthisbeer.com and uh, send us a message there. You can go to patreon.com slash stillthisbeer. Um, lots of ways to get in touch with us and to visit Treadwell. So Park. Many. Uh, there's two locations, and you got to remind me of the one uptown. I, I know the one downtown. 62nd and first. All right. Nice. 
Yeah. Well, thanks again. And yeah. Thanks, guys. And thieves, when you go in, just tell them that you know the general manager. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That'll go. (laughs) Say, I know the GM. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks, guys. All right. (laughs) There you go. There it is. (laughs) 